0: No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Ketchup Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick is not here. He's got the evening off or the morning off. He's at work, but I got the big dog, Eli Caberon, with me. We're talking Bears week four. It's in the books. We got a W. It's Victory Monday. So that already feels good to say. Justin Fields looked a lot better. There's a lot of things that that go into that. We'll talk about that. But let's jump right into it, man. We're going to give you guys a quick 30 minutes on how we felt about the Bears in week four, getting the W at home against the Lions 24-14. Big Eli, let me bring you in straight away. How would you feel about the game? What were your initial thoughts? And then we could kind of get into the nitty-gritty.
1: Yeah, my initial thoughts were it was great to see Justin Fields playing like the player that all of Chicago wanted him to be. Uh, We saw downfield throws. We saw him moving out of the pocket. Um, we saw his athleticism, his arm strength. So that was fantastic. The defense I thought played really well uh, for the most part, um, and the coaching it, it improved over last week because Matt Nagy it seems to to let up the reins a little bit. He he let Bill Lazor call the plays for the most part. Um, you could still see a little Nagy influence here or there, but for, but overall it was it was a big upgrade from the Cleveland game uh, the week before.
0: No doubt about it. I think the biggest question mark going into the week was. Because, listen, I'm on record saying I really do not care how well Justin Fields plays. Right. I just really want him to get in there and get reps. Then we could start talking about, is this guy good enough to be the a franchise quarterback down the road? But for now, let him get in there, get reps. That's exactly what he did yesterday. And he showed a ton of flashes on why we think he could be, you know, the quarterback for the next 10, 12 years and be very impactful. The biggest question mark for me going into the game was who's going to be calling the plays? Who's going to be running the offense? I got confirmation via a couple people on Twitter, a couple different accounts, a couple things I was reading that. It was going to be Laser. But I didn't need to read that before the game after I saw about two drives.
1: Right. I didn't,
0: I didn't, I didn't, if I didn't know that Laser was calling the plays, I knew from using my own two eyes watching the game that This is a little different. This doesn't feel like a Matt Nagy offense. And I think the biggest thing that shouted that was we're going to get David Montgomery the ball early often and just pound it down their throat, especially in the beginning of the game.
1: Yeah. And you saw them coming out in three tight end sets, which is what we talked about last week. Like if you're not going to use the tight ends in the passing game, use them as blockers. And like you saw JP Holtz out there. You saw Jesse James out there blocking. You saw fields under center a lot, which you don't ever see under a Matt Nagy play call. Like, Instead of spreading them out, how about you just go under center and hand the ball off to your best player? And that's yeah. what they did, and that was fantastic to see. I agree. It was, it was clear that Lazer's influence was like, let's simplify, the, let's simplify this for our rookie quarterback. Make one read, hand it off, figure out how to move the ball. Like, Don't overcomplicate it. And, and I thought that was great for any quarterback, but especially a rookie that doesn't have the reps. Um, playing a Lions defense that's not that good, don't overcomplicate it. Just make it easy for them.
0: Just get him comfortable, cozy in the beginning of the game, at least. Yeah. Give it to Montgomery, run it down there, throw Montgomery had a great game. Um, I'm a little nervous about that injury. I know they came out that yeah. it was hyperextended. I know they got tests this morning. I haven't seen anything come out yet, but Montgomery had a gay game 23 carries, 106 yards. It's four and a half a clip, two touchdowns. Long run was 24 yards. So he was doing his thing. I'm not sure if this guy just got in the in the gym crazy this summer or he's actually just getting the ball now so we're seeing him a lot more and can see that explosiveness but he looks a lot more explosive he looks a lot more nimble he's making guys miss he looks a lot quicker and yeah so So i I, just all around and and in his second year as a pro he looks like a stud
1: Third. He's just a yeah, third.
0: third year. Excuse me. Yeah. He looks yeah, like a stud. And,
1: so. <laughs> and the thing we've talked about before is that I love about Montgomery is he always falls forward. Like, if you yeah. give him the ball, he he's going to at least get it back to the line of scrimmage, and he's going to take defenders with him. And that is just – you don't want guys that are going to get pushed back. And you saw – and this is where I thought that the Nagy influence still came about. They get down the first drive into the red zone. What do we see first play? End around to Goodwin. Like – why? And then he, he loses two yards. It's like, why are you doing this silly, like, you have to prove that how smart you are. Just hand the ball off to the guy that you know is going to get consistent yardage. Like Montgomery is going to move the chains, the, the lateral stuff, the the reverses, the end arounds, the shovel passes. We've seen this from Nagy for five years now, it seems like. Like, it doesn't work. Stop doing this.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially when you're doing it, when you're, you're getting success out of –
1: i mean, running straight ahead. Yeah. Just run,
0: running, you're getting success running straight ahead. So how about you continue to do that and, and run the three tight end sets and stuff like that, then run the play action. I thought the game plan, I don't know who wrote the game plan up or who uh, laser called most of the game, it seemed like, but the game plan I thought was really, really thought out. It, it was like, hey, we're going to run, try to get success running the ball. Then we're going to run play action and move the pocket. And then. We'll start to drop him back, and then he'll have some more time. He showed straight away that if you give him some time, he could get some shit done down the field. Like, right. simple as that. I have a clip pulled up. For those listening, you you might get it off of the, uh, the 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 Gus Johnson call, but this was the best throw. This was like the corner route to Allen Robinson. I want to show this clip because this is the one of the best throws I've seen from a Bears quarterback in a long, long time. It was on time, it was on point, and it was in a very, very tight window. Here's uh, Justin Fields to Allen Robinson.
1: Play fake, Fields, sets, delivers, deep, Allen Robinson, 28 yards. Justin Fields is pitching that right. And that's what Adam Robinson does. Nice play action. You see him just run, runs a big corner route, and this is what
0: he do, Gus. Fifty. 54- By the way, give me Gus Johnson and uh, Akeem Tole. You know how we always got stuck with Dick Stockton. You know right. what? Stick us with Gus Johnson like that. Okay. Me. Give us that dude every week, and uh, Taleb. I'll take that every single week. Um, it was a big time throw, and it was. Hey, I, I don't know about you, Eli, but every time or over the years, I've just come accustomed to when I see the ball go down the field. I just am not very – do you ever watch Aaron Rodgers and when he lets it go? Right. I'm like, oh, that's a completion. Like I'm not even – like it's, forget about the next frame. I already know that's a catch. I've come to accustomed to when the ball goes downfield, I'm just like, nah, there's just, there's just no way. But yeah. he dropped back in confidence, planted. Everything was in rhythm. He had time. So I felt good about it when it came off his hand. He put it in a window that we haven't seen from a Bears guy in quite a bit.
1: Yeah, and you saw, first off, it was under center, play action. So, like, it brought defense in. But it was against the zone, which is like Trubisky struggled every time against zone defenses. He could never beat them. Foles, we saw last year, couldn't throw the ball down the field. Dalton, I mean, we haven't had a big sample size with Dalton, but he does not have the arm strength, I don't think, at this point in his career to make those kind of vertical downfield throws. We saw time and time again yesterday that throw was fantastic, but there's a few of them where Fields can stretch the field because of his arm strength. And like that is something that the Bears passing attack has not had for a long time. Like since vintage cutler with Marshall and Jeffrey on the outside, like we have not had a vertical passing game for at least five, six years. And that just opens up the whole offense when you can get that working. And, and that's going to be a huge key down the for the remainder of the season if, if Fields remains as quarterback because he can do those things that that Dalton cannot do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Big Nick the Quick, I guess, is in the comments. He's at work. He had a little work, meaning he couldn't make it. But he said, and I quote Big Nick the Quick, Laser understood his personnel. Great flow. Of course, afterwards in the press. He, I'm gonna actually get to the the naggy post post-game presser quote after. But um yeah, he understood the flow, understood the personnel. Just give the rock to your best guys. Put the best how about this? Put the best guys on the field and then give those guys the ball as much as you can. Right. And we're to, to talk about another guy that is becoming one of the best players we have on the entire team is Darnell Mooney. Yeah. This kid is just a ball player. I I the the I think it was bigger than it looked for him to go over the middle and catch that ball with one hand and kind of bring it in with two. It was Fields first ball down the field. So I don't I don't know. If you want to say he was nervous or whatever, but he he missed the throw. If yeah, if that us. was a
1: better throw, that was a touchdown. Yeah,
0: we missed the throw. He missed the throw, right? But for Mooney to go up there and make a play for him and bring that down, that had to give Justin some more confidence. Especially was that the first or the second drive? I think it was the first drive. Uh, no? I
1: think that was the first drive. Yeah, first yeah, quarter.
0: I think it was the first drive. So to get that to get that big catch coming across the middle was big for I think the offense in general. But five catches, 125 for Mooney. He seems to He's not catching a lot of short balls in his career. It's it's a very short sample size, but, man, it seems like every time he catches the ball, it's deep. It's 20-plus yards. And yesterday, he went for 5 and 125.
1: He's the guy that the Bears thought Anthony Miller was supposed to be. Yeah. That vertical seam threat. Like, he, he yeah, he's a fantastic player. That that was a great draft pick by Ryan Pace. I'll give him credit for that one because no he Mooney is, is a player.
0: No doubt about it. He is a player. Long of 64 yesterday. So, I do want to – I do want to get into to Nagy and what we're going to do going forward. Um, I mean, also, listen, if we want to be serious, let's let's actually talk about the D for a second. Yeah. I didn't think they played that well. They came up big in certain spots when they needed to, especially Quinn and those guys. It was awesome to see Quinn get a strip, Mac pick it up, and then Mac shovel it to, to Jackson. <laughs> I don't care if, it, if they brought it back or not. It was awesome to see. It just felt like Bears fun defensive football like that. I, I remember I called Nick right after the play, and I was like, "That's the fucking defense I've been waiting to see." And the fun and and the interaction and the cohesiveness of a unit for Quinn to come off the edge, get the strip for Mac to be there to pick it up, to get up and run, and then. Hey Eddie, still full go on the play, trying to make a play. You know what I'm saying? So that was big time. But they did give up some chunk yards. They gave up 348 total yards to the Lions. Yeah, they they were in the red zone often yesterday. Too much done. Yeah, yeah. The Lions, the
1: Lions beat themselves more than the Bears stopped them.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, listen, a W's a W, and I'll take it all day. 24-14. But I I would like them to be a little more smothering, like what they did to to, to Joe Burrow and those guys. But even towards the end of that game, it started to get shaky. You know what I'm saying? So I still think that there's some question marks on the D, but we got to show some love to Robert Quinn. I I buried this guy for 17 weeks in a row last year. And I buried him all offseason. Every time I look at the cap, I buried him. That's like that was I just like couldn't believe it, right? But he's shown up this year. He's done his thing. He's been making impact plays across the board. And he's He's Khalil Mack right now, if if yeah. that makes sense. The, the the guy that we thought we had in Mack is Robert Quinn right now, and Mack isn't making a, a big a, a bigger impact as we would like to, but Quinn is doing his thing.
1: I mean, that was kind of the whole point of bringing Quinn in. Is like if if Mack's going to get double teamed, that means one on one for the other side. Right. You got to make some something happen, and and it, finally Quinn is doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, it hurt that that Akeem Hicks went out in the first drive of the game and couldn't come back. It was nice to see Eddie Goldman back out there for the first time in two years. But, um, yeah, the, the defensive performance was up and down. Uh, I liked uh, Vildor. I think he thought that he played well on the outside, but they still got burned a couple times. That um, that Raymond guy that I had never heard of before scored two touchdowns, which, like, that was weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they they struggled with tight ends, and Hawkinson had his, his normal big game. But uh, the Lions beat themselves. I had never seen a team snap the ball and – fumble like that, like that was just a very Lionsy thing to do, and the Bears right. took advantage which credit to them, but yeah, that, that was not necessarily the best defensive performance that you're going to need to beat teams down the road, they play the Raiders next week, they play the Packers after that, like those teams are not going to be snapping the ball to their center when he's like walking towards the line of scrimmage.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure I give the give the Bears fans some credit for being loud it looked right. like golf was trying to make a check or something and do something at the line they got crossed up and he got the snap, but yeah, I agree, man uh there but in both the bangle and both wins. The Bengals started coming on late, and it started to get kind of spooky in this game late too. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be able to leave that window open for, like you said, for the Raiders, for the Packers, and for A. Hey, and all that, all that worry about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, that shit is done. That was a week one thing. They're yeah, they back, mean. they're back rolling. And I watched that whole game yesterday. Pittsburgh's really, really bad. But Aaron Rodgers, he he, took, he he needed one week to get his shit together, and now he's back being Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, put
1: it this way. The Lions were one or five in the red zone. The Packers are not going to have five trips to the red zone and come away with one touchdown. Like, that's not going to happen. It's
0: flat just like that. It's just not going to happen. Right. So let's get to Nagy really quick because I thought this quote was – I guess interesting. I, I've said this multiple times, and I'll get into it after. But they gave Nagy the question of, "Did you delegate? Did you delegate play calling?" And this is this was his answer. This is the most Matt Nagy answer ever. And for those listening I, on screen, I don't I don't have it pulled up, but this is him. This is Matt Nagy on, "Did he delegate the play calling?" This is kind of long, so bear with me. That goes back to what we talked about internally through the whole week. Whatever I can do, the best thing. The best thing for the best, whatever it is, I think that, again, for us, I think big picture, so we all understand it, is, you know, the offense in general. We get together on Monday as a staff, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We go through everything together. Ultimately, it goes through me, everything we do, regardless of everything else. Who's calling this? Who's calling that? It goes through me. That part I appreciate because we do it together. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. My bad. Then there's collaboration to how we do it. I thought our coaches did a great job today. I thought our coaches executed, which is what we asked for. Again, with all due respect, I understand the question, but that's what it is. And that's what it's going to be the rest of the year. And it's just knowing whatever happens, it goes through me and we've done it together. What? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, first of all, first of all, that's a whole bunch of, I, I don't even.
1: The, word the, salad. The, it's word yeah,
0: salad. Word salad to the ninth degree. I just, it's like, hey, I want to give Laser a lot of credit, but I can't give him too much credit. Like, don't don't forget that everything comes through me. Right. We have meetings and shit and plays may be delegated, but it all ends with me. I think there's so many opportunities where he gets on the mic and he just talks too much. Yeah. I've said this multiple times. He just gets on the mic and spews. And it's just like, hey, listen, we came up with a game plan. Bill called a great game. We locked it in the middle of the week. I'm glad Justin's back on track. Like, what is all this extra shit? It's h- how did you perceive the 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 whole the Does whole?
1: Quote? He- It just seems like does he think that Bears fans don't assume that they're meeting throughout the week and like planning for the game? Like they just show up to work on Sunday and like, oh, let's (laughs) divvy up responsibilities. Like, no, we all know that you guys are meeting and discussing this Monday through Friday. Like this is not a big revelation. Like, right. Like just step aside and you can like, yeah, get, get your credit and say like, yeah, we all worked on this together. We decided that it was best for Bill to call the plays on Sundays. I'm still the head coach, so I definitely have my say. But this was a Bill laser run offense, and, and we scored 24 points, and we're very happy with the win. Like, move on. Like, it, I don't understand why he has to go on and on and on about, oh, this collaboration. We did this all together, blah, blah, blah. We know. That's how a coaching staff works. Like, you don't have to pump yourself up. We, You get the credit. You're the head coach. It goes in your win column. Just shut right. up and move on. Like, no,
0: that's the thing. It's like it goes and you get the W, my man. This, this is <laughs> – this is the same sentence. Monday, t- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We g- we go through everything together. We go through everything together. Ultimately, it goes through me. Everything we do, regardless of everything else, who's calling this? Who's calling that? It goes through me. In this in this first part of the sentence, he's saying we do it all together. We meet all week. It's a it's a team game plan, but it actually it's me. I do it. Right. Like, it's ultimately me. Don't don't, don't think that. Don't forget that. When Justin throws a touchdown and has a good game, I had a lot to do with that. Like, don't forget that. but right. he, he closes it. Um, But that's what it is, and that's what it's going to be the rest of the year. It's just knowing whatever happens, it goes through me, and then he goes, and we've done it together. <laughs> this, is, this is the same. It's like, come on, bro. I get it. I understand. Do you just like feel he, like he
1: – He wouldn't even commit to Laser being the play caller next week. Like, they're going to reevaluate this? What – Do you need to reevaluate like compared to the Cleveland game? It's light and day. There's no evaluation needed.
0: Well, I think this is, this is what it comes down to. He, he feels like if you strip him of the play calling duties, right. Or a major, major part of being influenced on influencing the offense during the game. I'm talking about, he kind of feels like he's, 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 he's expendable, which he is. Right. That's where, that's what it comes down to. And even go back to last year. When laser he, he gave up the play calling, he came under pressure about giving up the play calling. He gave it up and then, like on the sly, slowly took it back. Yeah, and I, and either way it goes, the the offense was bad and a lot of different spots. But I still think laser was doing a better job in in, in big stretches. So we'll see what happens next week. But like you said, it's going to start getting tough here. We don't play the lions in the. We don't play the Lions every week, and the Bengals, yeah, and the Bengals, yeah. Bengals are good, but you know, I mean, Burrow, Burrow threw three interception on three straight passes. Right. That's not, that's that, and we and we won by what? I think it was we won by three points.
1: Yeah, that's you so, can't count on that. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. Anything else you got before we get out of here?
1: Uh, I mean, my thing on Nagy is like, yes, if if he wants to be influenced and have have a like a responsibility that's where you're coaching Monday through Friday. Like he talked about, that's where it is. Like maybe on Sundays, your job is to make sure that the timeouts are handled correctly. Make sure that down in situation. Okay. I don't want to, don't want to give up on the running game too. Where Like you can influence that without necessarily calling the plays. That's sure. a lot of head coaches do that, but it seems like his ego won't allow him to draw back. Like, like we talked Masked about earlier. His ego, his right. ego is enormous. Oh, Move down the field. I gotta get my end around in. Don't forget that I, I run this, I call this play. Like yeah. just chill out. Like let the other dude handle it. And if it if it's going bad in the third or fourth quarter, maybe then you step in. But like he just can't even step aside for one drive. And it just drives me as a Bears fan nuts because the proof is that when he calls plays, the offense doesn't do as well as when laser calls plays. So let laser get into a rhythm and, and figure out how to do this. Like it they, they won't even commit to next week. Like I, I just it just hurts me that that they can't even take two steps forward without tripping over themselves. Like, it's just insane.
0: And then that's also an interesting point too. Like just like anybody else and players have to get into a rhythm, Lasers got to get into a rhythm yeah. too and, and and get a couple of weeks here back to back where, you know, Justin Fields is getting all the ones in practice and they're putting a game plan together that he's focused on. So yeah, I think that's also a big thing for For as many, it didn't seem like this, but Fields only completed 11 passes. They had 188 yards on the ground, the Bears did, on 39 team carries. So I think that was the the best way to get Justin back on track coming off the game that he did yesterday or last week in Cleveland. He was 11 of 17 uh, yesterday, 209 yards, 12 yards a clip, Um, no touchdowns, had a pick, but it was a solid game. I think there there was a lot of I Eye, like eyebrow raising throws where I was like okay this is what
1: this yeah is I mean what it was night like and day compared to like he had time to throw which obviously makes a huge difference but yeah you could see him stretching the football down the field finding open windows like yeah he didn't have a touchdown and that interception was off a deflection I think that's a learning process for him like you had talked about earlier we're not expecting him to be Aaron Rodgers from week one like we just want to see his growth his development get better one week to the next and, and take what he did and, and learn from it. And that interception, he probably threw the ball too low and he got deflected and it got intercepted. And he'll hopefully go back and watch the film and figure out that that's not going to work in the NFL. But that, that's what happens to a rookie quarterback. Like these these unrealistic expectations, people need to realize he's still a rookie quarterback. Sure. And, and the more time he's out there, the more he'll learn. It, it It's crazy that playing football helps a football player improve. <laughs> like, I just don't yeah. – again, Maggie's like, oh, well, if Dalton is healthy – Maybe he'll start. How is that beneficial to the Chicago Bears to leave Justin Fields on the bench after his after a, a strong performance like this? It just he wants to prove that he's smarter than everybody else and it just yeah. hurts.
0: I'm interested to see what Nagy comes out and says about the quarterback position this week. It's uh it's gonna be interesting. I will the only this is the only knock I have on Justin Fields from yesterday. When he had that fumble and he went back to pick it up and he didn't yeah. dive on it and he tried and he scooped it up. I, I almost had a heart attack. Cause I'm like, there's just no way
1: he's going to scoop this that, up. Clean. To me reminds me, it, it looks like someone that has been the biggest, fastest, strongest player in exactly. every game he's played in exactly. ever, In high school, in college, he, he could always just, Oh, I have the natural talent. And in the NFL, no, you have to fall on it and just All take it. Yeah, another day. Like, yeah,
0: that's a good point. Like, Hey, I might pick this up and get outside yeah. and make a completion with this. Nah, man. Yeah. not like, You're not, not playing uh, Rutgers with me. <laughs> this is not Rutgers. That's for sure. This yeah. is the NFC, and you're not – just fall on that, my dog. That's the only yeah. thing I had. There was some video that came up of him giving out some some things to the kids after the game. He looked to be in high spirits, so that was good, man. It's good to see him interacting with the kids and that type of thing. Me and Nick will be in Vegas next week for the Raiders. Ooh. We are very excited for that. Um, hopefully to be a get, lot,
1: of, lot of Bears fans there, I bet. It's going to
0: be a lot of Bears fans, so I'm stoked about that. Hopefully we get Fields. That was our biggest thing. I remember we were arguing like, man, is Fields going to be playing by then? Maybe we shouldn't do it. Maybe we should. But who knows when the next time the Bears are going to play the Raiders, so I wanted to make sure I caught it in Vegas. That's going to be a lot of fun. Dope. I want to see a Legion Stadium. Maybe I can get a preview of what the, the plot is going to look like out in Arlington. Um, I, yo, I didn't realize that SoFi is 5.5 billion. And then, and then the next high, most expensive is Allegiant at 1.98. I just kind of assumed that Allegiant was like at five two. I oh, yeah. didn't realize SoFi was like almost three times the price of some of these other buildings. It's crazy.
1: It's great. I mean, I, from what I've read about SoFi, it's not only a, a football stadium, it's a TV studio, it's shops and restaurants and all that stuff. And yeah. I mean, the Bears have the land. If if that Arlington deal goes through, they have the the square footage comparable to what SoFi is. Right. Do they have the? They don't. They don't have that Stan Kroenke money though. Like that's the problem.
0: Yeah. Someone. Someone will. Yeah. It. It. Yeah. I mean, this. This. This could be a whole other podcast. But yeah, it depends on what direction they want to go. I really hope they don't. They don't shortchange it. But I think it's going through.
1: Yeah, it seems I, like I, it.
0: I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, listen. It'll be cool to get the Super Bowl and all that shit, and Final so you think they put a roof on it? I think they would put a roof on it for sure. Yeah, I think. I I don't think they would half ass it. I think they would put a. Oh, 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 listen. I would think they people would be telling them here. Well, this is the thing. I say that they would put a roof on it because I think the biggest thing about this is money, and putting a roof on it, it's going to get more events, right? And but it and, costs more upfront. Cost more up front, but you're going to get more events, more stuff going on, and they're going to eventually, you know, line line that pocket, especially if, yeah, hey, listen, they could find some people to put a majority of the money up and, and give up a good line share of profits for, say, the first five, ten years, whatever it is, but after that clear it out i mean there's tons of ways to go but i do think they put a roof on it just because they'll have more events which will yeah. line the mccaskets pockets with more money i think they're sick of de- giving the money to the city which i understand
1: right and uh, and the the thing about if it's an outdoor event or an outdoor stadium only well, you're going to build this whole thing for have what 10 dates a year like 20 right. like at what if you get concerts and soccer games 20 dates a year then what are you going to do the rest of 355 like it doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah. i agree like Yes, with a roof you also need to air conditioning and heating and there's a lot that goes into that, but it's worth it long term because of how many things you can host once you have that indoor outdoor capability.
0: Sure. And if they were smart, just like Ricketts did, they should yeah. buy up everything around. They should make that McCaskey fucking land. That's what that's what they should do if 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 just like Ricketts owns Ricketts owns the entire yeah. neighborhood of wrigleyville he just owns the whole thing that's the, that's rickett land so you would think they could they they could build up that area around that 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 part of town or part of arlington make it mccaskey land and seemingly make money for the next hundred years i
1: it love leaves. the people though that are like it's not in chicago what are they going to do like if you've watched sunday night football the last two weeks two weeks ago they're showing down like san francisco bay Oh, and then they're in Santa Clara. That, they're nowhere near each other. And then last yeah. night, oh, there's downtown Boston. Oh, the game's in Foxborough. That's further than downtown Chicago to Arlington. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, the Dallas yeah. Cowboys have never played in Dallas. Like, it doesn't matter what the geography is. Like, the in most most major sports, I feel like you need to be in the geographic center. There's no – nobody's going out to watch a baseball game in Arlington Heights. But the NFL, people will travel for that. Like, yeah, who cares if it's not – yeah it doesn't matter if it's not geographically convenient people will go it, yeah I, I think it makes perfect sense if, if they can find the money to do it uh yeah. to build that type of place
0: yeah i was a big like don't do it guy but then i started looking at just like the business side of it i get it i understand what what they got to do to make some money um it was just some nostalgic i think for me just yeah. playing by the lake and all that type of shit. so it would like, be
1: great if they could do that but there's just so many facts there's just no space. There's no space, man. There's nowhere to put it. I get it. Um. So yeah, we'll
0: see, man. We'll see what they do with that. It'd be dope to, to go to a new, new, new building in the Chicagoland area. We'd we guarantee a Super Bowl the next couple of years. The Super Bowl's at SoFi this year. If yeah. you build a new building, the NFL is gonna get you a Super Bowl. So that'd be big, big for the city. Be a lot of stuff going on. But we're in Vegas. I think I'm gonna vlog the game. It'll be a lot of fun. Me and Nick will be there. Bears are at the Raiders. Next week, late afternoon game, second, second wave. Hopefully it's Justin Fields under center. Hopefully we can get a W. Hopefully the Raiders. Hopefully the Raiders win tonight against the yeah. Chargers. So get they're, some even, yeah, they're even Yeah, they're even a little and they're even a little more feeling themselves than they already are. So give me a overinflated John Gruden. And uh, I'll take that all day. But for Eli Cabron, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. No catch-up. Sports Talk via Chicago. We do these Bears recaps every week. Like I said, for Eli Cabron, I'm Sean Little. No catch-up. Sports Talk via Chicago. We're out of here.